Are you on the stairway to seven with the black and gold? Reach for a tasty cake when JJ shouts, he scores. Paint a huge PSU on your chest for game day. Does your heart race when the lights go out in F1? The Steel Flyers podcast is coming to enlighten you on Steelers football, Flyers hockey, F1 racing, and everything in between. Welcome your host, Steel Flyers, the strangest combination of sports fandom since pineapple was put on pizza. Great googly moogly, it's your host, Steel Flyers. A huge thank you, that is the wonderful and lovely Ronies, our co-host. Sadly, the Flyers have been eliminated in the second round of the playoffs, but what a great year and what lies ahead. Are you ready for some football? We are, Uh, and we talk Steelers as the NFL season begins. Monza was a blast. Up next for the Formula One boys is the track in lovely Tuscany. It's been a while, but it's great to be back. We got a lot to talk about on this episode. Let's get right into it. And yes, uh, we, we, we did talk about the Flyers being eliminated uh, in the second round. And although very sad to see the boys um, get beat. Uh, and they, they tried. I mean, they, they did fight back those two games. We, we got maximum effort. <laughs> we had a right? double overtime. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. We got maximum effort. Um, sadly, unfortunately, uh, it was announced, uh, I believe, yesterday, um, 9-9, that um, AV was passed over for the Jack Adams Award. It's a shame. It is. I have a feeling, though, he might be up for it again next year. It, very well. Depending on how well we do next year, which I have a feeling is going to be even more awesome than what we did this year, um, I think it's going to be really... He, he potentially could be... I mean, he's been... Oh, he's won the award already. Right. When and he's he, been nominated now. I think this is like his third time now he's been nominated. So he has won the award already. Just not for the Flyers. I really think he deserved it this year because our team was... So much more improved than the year before. Our style of play was so much different. Our attitude, our locker room was different. We became the Flyers right. under AV this year. They and found I found a personality. Exactly. Bang. So there you go. So, um, unfortunately, the Jack Adams Award was passed over. However. Oh, please stop before I hurt you. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Sean Couturier wins the Selkie Award. Oh, that is awesome. Boom! Oh, my gosh. That is <laughs> so cool. Yeah, man. All right. There it's about go. fracking time. Somebody deserved an award this year. Uh, for something? Right. I, mean, uh, I was bursting at the seams when I saw that. I was like, oh, my gosh. I saw that on Twitter. And <laughs> thanks to the great, great Jamie Bascow and the great team at Flyers Nitty Gritty. Uh, for breaking that great news. Oh, my gosh. Sean Couturier wins the Selkie Trophy. I think this is completely and utterly unheard of. I am completely and totally aghast at this. <laughs> I, 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 aghast has kind of... You're excited about it, right? Oh, my gosh. I'm climbing the freaking walls. I cannot believe that the league said, Let's give a trophy to a flyer. That must have been quite the... That had to be painful. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah. what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the voting uh, wrap-up is on that because they usually tell you, like, how everybody else finished in the voting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because uh, um, when when Cassidy won the Jack Adams Award, he had, like, over 300 and some votes for, for the being the number one coach, you know, and that's why he won the award, you know. Obviously. So that's what they kind of do with the, the Selkie and some of the other trophies. Whoever had the most votes gets... You know what I mean? That's why they announced the top three, and then whoever is the one that gets the most votes is the one that wins the trophy. So uh, Yeah, that's kind of how it works for everything. Yeah, but congratulations to Sean Couturier um, for finally, finally being recognized as one of the elite centers in the NHL, for finally being recognized for a Selkie award-winning uh, player, uh, a man just um, more than deserving. That's just more awesome. than deserving. So congratulations to Couturier and the Philadelphia Flyers that's for the pulling cool. the Selkie Award. Yeah, that's that's really that's. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we'll take that. But well, Flyers are outside looking in, and the Islanders are not really putting up that much of a fight against Tampa Bay. They're trying. I mean, I I, I honestly yeah. don't like. 
either team, but that's yeah. my preference. Yeah, in our, in our prediction uh, show we did uh, with uh, the great uh, Professor Joe and, and, and the great Pearls of Wisdom, we, we pretty much all were like, yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, were, you know, um, I basically said they should they would be breaking out the brooms. You know what I mean? Um, and it's kind of trending that way, but a point's going to be out um, potentially. But look at, so. look at what Barry Trotz has done with that team, though. In the second, what, the second year now, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Islanders. I mean, you know, the that's the third first round of the playoffs. And and they're going to be. I mean, I, they're the, one of the teams we're going to have to be facing next year's, and I know. and they're going to be tough. They you weren't know? a very good team before, if I remember correctly. So they well, had good years and bad years, but yeah. And and when they when they got rid of um, Tavares, that was pretty much the everybody thought, oh man, you know. But but and then Trotz came in, and it was like, whoa, they they've done exactly what we've done. They've built through the draft. They've stocked the shelves, and they've come deep, and they've got young kids that are now coming due. Like we're going to be having next year. Right. Next year is kind of be you know we're going to be the second year of AV system, and so. We did kind of talk about a lot of the things that, you know, potentially could happen with the Flyers. Um, there's a lot of really, unfortunately... Wait, wait, wait. Before you go on, I have to make a point. Okay. That my two of my favorite hockey names, I got to hear in one game. <laughs> in one game, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kept going. Cal Clutterbuck and, and Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk. In the same, yeah, Shattenkirk and with the Tampa I, Bay and Clutterbuck with the Islanders. I just, I was in heaven because I was like, oh, yay. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what it's, I think it's going to probably end up being uh, Tampa Bay and, and Vegas, um, depending on if Dallas can can pull it out. Um, they looked better the other game uh, in the second game, even though they, you know, it was it's it's the series is tied, so they they looked better. They, they yeah. came back a little bit, so uh, you know, and and so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I, I picked Vegas to come out of the West. Um, I was picking the Flyers, obviously, but Tampa Bay would be the second choice, right. I think, uh, is the odds-on favorite for that. So uh, we're looking for that. Um, but you can't be disappointed with the year that the Flyers had. No, not at all. I, I mean, because let's face it, we were not picked to even make the playoffs. Right. And we did. And not only did we do that, but we got to the number one seed. We went deep into the second round. I mean, it was one game that, you know. Exactly. I mean, that right there says something right there. The fact that we were able to come right back up from the break and be able to go into the second round. Okay. Um, that says a lot about the team. And as a fan, we should be very proud of our team. And as somebody that's like, you know, analyzing things and stuff like that, you'd have to kind of do that retrospective look back and go, wow, man, it, it garnered a, a Selkie Award uh, player out of Coots. It's amazing. It got us a number one seed. It got us into one game shy of going to the conference final to, to you know what I mean? So right. pfft. We haven't done that in a long time. Exactly. We became the Flyers this year. Uh, Professor Joe made the perfect point. He said the Flyers became the Flyers this year, and that's why I think that uh, A.V. should have won the Jack Adams. But, you know, hey, uh, I don't get the so, chance to vote on that. So. Some numbers for you. So the last year, the 2018-2019 season, our record was 37-37-8, and, and we had 82 points, finished sixth in the uh, Metropolitan Division. Yeah. So this year, we were 41-21-7. and seven. We had 89 points, and we finished second in the Metropolitan Division. Yeah. I mean, what that right well, there. Well, yeah, because and we only played 69 games. So we didn't play. The, well, we're missing right. 13 games there. But still, even. Okay, but 13 games. So let's say, based off of the, the last 10 games that the Flyers played of the season. Right. We were 9-1 and one the last 10 games. And we were trending in the continually win column. So you figure there's 13 games left. You just kind of do some of that quick fuzzy math and say, all right, well, we'll probably be seven and three. Or, you know, even if you go five and five, that's still another 10 points. Right. Potentially. So you do five wins, do it 50-50, five wins, five losses. We're still better than we were last year. All the way. Yeah. You know, so if you project it out. 
You know yeah. what I mean? If you project it out to finish out the, the final 13 games, you know, uh, we would have probably have finished potentially uh, close to um, 100 points uh, for the year. So that that's good. And you can't you can't belittle that at all. Um, you know what I mean? And so. Uh, hey, and Oscar got a chance to play. Oscar played. In what the playoffs. an awesome sight that was that he uh, was able to come out for some warm-ups and then was able to come out and play the final two games there for the Flyers. Um, look for good things for that kid because Fletcher signed him to that extension before we got into the bubble. So he's on the books for next year, and he very well could be that creative spark that uh, – uh, Perla was talking about in our show. Yeah. You know, that we, we need that creative spark. And we thought that we were going to get that from Ghost, but that doesn't appear to be the case. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with Ghost. Right. And we we were hoping to get somebody who could be that net front presence and be whatever, whatever, which we got from JVR throughout some of the season when he was playing. But... There was some downtime, too. Yeah. A lot of downtime, and look, he's going to have some value. Ghost is going to have some value. There's going to have to be some moving pieces because we are pretty much going to be dead butt up against the cap. And with the way the uh, pandemic has changed the um, landscape of the salary cap for the NHL, uh, it's going to be the same for the next two years as to what it is this year. Meaning that we're already up against it and that with the list of players that are going to need to be signed this year and next year, it's not looking good for the team right now as far as being able to resign some of the... Look, there's going to be guys that are going to go away. I know. It's the nature that's, of hockey. That's, that's right. It's very fluid. So It's the business. That's the business. Um, you, know, and, you know, we might see a big name player on our team go. That would be very sad. And I'm not sad. just talking about, like, Ghost or JVR. No, I know who you're talking about. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're very well. Well, I mean, you know, look, there very well may be uh, some um, other big-name players that might go. Or potentially some prospects that might go. Well. Depending on how things go in the draft, because we did get, because we did lose, we did get, what, three spots Extra, we were picking 26th, and now we're picking 23rd yeah. in the draft. So, yeah, it's three spots better. Hey, oh. it's, you know. It's, take the three spots better. Take what you can get. Right. And, you know, we have some players that have some trade value, and we have some uh, prospects that have some trade value. And, you know, Fletcher, this will be his second year with the team, and he might be able to put together some deals because, let's face it, we need that creative spark. We need a little bit more. We need a little bit more. Like Lindblom is, we we need some more center speed up the center. Yeah. You know, and we need that third line guy. We we need that third line guy. We thought we were getting it in in Thompson, but he disappeared in the playoffs. He he did really great for the pickup that we got him. He scored in his first couple games and whatever, whatever. And he yeah. played really well. And he was, he's great in the locker room and he he's great on the faceoff dot, but. <sighs> I need more than that right. for the third line center because that is one of the pivotal positions. Like your your top two centers, that third line center guy is one of the most important guys on the team because he's probably that third line guy is either going to be your starting okay line or it's going to be the line you're putting up against the best of the of the other opposition. So you need your strongest player on that line, right? Which is why you've been seeing Lawton on that line. Which is why you've been seeing Pitlick on that line. Which is why you've been seeing Raffle on that line. Which is you know what I mean. So that third line is a very important line. Now the fourth line should be like your energy and your checking line and stuff like that, and you should be putting that out there too against the the team's best guys or you know when you get a chance or like if you're in the defensive end. You know, you put those guys out right. there. Right. I always so, thought the fourth line was more defense than. Yeah, yeah, than you know, yeah. Offense. And more checking, more, yeah. more, you know, trying to keep the puck away. But, but they're also the energy guys too, and they're also the the guys that are going to be pounding you against the boards more. And they're the, you know, at least that's the way I see things. Okay. Uh, you know, at least I want to see some guys come into the system that are taller, bigger, faster, stronger. It's great that we have. 
uh, guys like TK. It's great that we have guys like Giroux. It's great that we have those guys, but and and some of the other guys that we have that are relatively diminutive. It's great that I we mean, have those sometimes players. Sometimes that gives you speed. Okay, right, and we all know that speed kills. But and speed is great to have. But when you see what happens when you become predictable. And you see what happens when you don't have enough speed to match the other teams that are in your That's division. True. We we look how we played against Montreal and look how we played against... We had the same problem. They would dump it in and they could never get to the puck before the other team got there and then they'd lose possession again. So I don't even have to say anything anymore. Well... But that's exactly it. And, you know, so... I, I, I have good feelings about next year. Um, I was not even expecting us to make the playoffs this year, so kudos to the Flyers for that. Congratulations on a great year and a great season. Exactly. Um, we're looking forward to next year. We're looking forward to next year, even though it's going to be rather interesting. There's going to be some great prospects, great drafts, uh, great great potential kids coming in the draft for the Flyers to restock the shelves. That's That's always really good to see, some good defensemen and potentially a goalie. Who's who do you think will move up first from our like as you call it the shelf? Who's who's in that, you know, AHL rookie kind well, of Well, I think you're going to start seeing more of uh Tarwinski and you're going to start seeing more of Frost. You're going to start seeing more of Farabee. You're going to start seeing more of those guys coming up. Um hopefully uh if uh, Sam Moran uh can come back from his um ACL um, they're saying that he's coming back relatively well, so that would be a good addition for our team. Okay. You know what I mean? To cut, to have him back, too, because he's really big and tall and strong. Uh, Travis Sandheim uh, should should take the hint and go hit the weight room and put on about 10 pounds of bulk because he's going to need it. Seriously. Ser- <laughs> I mean, seriously, because he's tall. You know what I mean? Yeah. He needs to He needs to grow into his frame. Look, we got a lot of young guys on the team that haven't quite matured into their bodies. If I can... St- that just sounds horrible to say that. But. No, but uh, you're you're still you don't actually stop like growing until yeah. you're like 25 or something. I, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Yeah, but no, something saying. like that. Yeah, it's you know, it's yeah. not as soon as you think. Let's put it that way. So you know, there's still exactly, and these guys could definitely use some more time in the weight room. I mean, that's you know they got to do what's best for them. So. Um. Eat some food and hit the weight room and and have a protein shake or something. Have a protein shake or something and eat a Snickers. No, (laughs) or no Snickers. Or a candy bar or something. No, (laughs) that is not. Yeah, no, no, no. The right way. Um, But I I like the way the team is going to be set up. Potentially, look, we're going to potentially lose some people. It's just the way it's going to be. Because of the salary cap issue. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not going to be able to sign players because we're going to have to make those tough decisions. Who's going to stay and who's going to go? We'll have to see. We'll have to see how that pans out. You know what I mean? So, But congratulations to Sean Couturier um, for winning the Selkie Award. That's uh, awesome, awesome news. It is just so um, exciting. It's, it's mind-blowing and mind-boggling that the NHL would actually award a trophy of this magnitude to a Philadelphia Flyer. And thank you, NHL. Thank you to the league. And congratulations to Sean Couturier, buddy. Hope you're doing better because he did leave uh, that fifth game there against the Islanders. Hurt, did not return. So uh, we're hoping that he'll be able to come back next year strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, we're probably looking at uh, the draft is coming um, October 9th, I believe, is when the draft is going to fly. Um, so then that's... Uh, not long after that, I think they're going to probably be breaking into camp and having the, yeah, the next camp. Yeah, it's going to be so weird I to know. have like camp in like December. Or something. Yeah, it's going to be odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so did you know that today is the first day in history. I knew you were going to get to this. I had to. I knew you were going to get to it. That the NFL, NBA, WNBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBL, the Major League Soccer, are all playing a game today. And the NFL too? Did you say the NFL? I said the NFL. Uh, uh, yes, I think I said the NFL. Okay, cool. Because they're playing too. Right. <laughs> How and about that? There is actually, 
it's the first time you've had all those games playing at the same time. I know. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Unfortunately, we we we're missing one big one. We're we're missing the college football, but you know, and, and some uh, the U.S. Open and the PGA Tour. Are, I I'm not positive, but they were scheduled to be today so they could be playing too so you never know yeah the houston uh who was it uh the houston texans and um the chiefs the chiefs are playing tonight yeah yeah that's who's playing tonight okay so uh patty mahomes patty mahomes uh defending the title for the super bowl from last year so uh yeah man that's um wow i can't believe we're playing football already I mean, that's just... Well, we should have been playing football for about a well, month Well, yeah, now, no, but... I agree 100%. We should have been playing on because we got no preseason games. So, by the way, are you ready for some football? Because we're, we're going to get into some Steelers, and we got some awesome news, and we got some sad news. Yeah. So what would you like to hear first? Let's go with the sad news first. Well, yeah, always get the bad out of the way. Right. Get the, Well, it's not really bad news. It's just kind of sad. Okay, the sad, the bad, the unhappy. The unhappy. Okay. The other day... Not for unhappy for us, but happy for other people. Right. The other day, there was the announcement uh, from Ryan Chazier that he was going to retire from football. And he was... Uh, because he hasn't really been associated with the team much this year due to the uh, whole COVID uh, exactly. pandemic thing. And he was really... They had to limit the number of staff and everybody that, that was allowed to be in the facility. And so he uh, has uh, decided to retire from uh, from football and to... Pretty much um, come to the realization that we already knew was basically that he was probably never going to be able to play football. Yeah, because it would just be too da- dangerous. So it wouldn't. Yeah, that 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 in and of itself would we, be. We have yeah. the same situation in Flyers. Um, is Nolan Patrick? There's a lot of doubt about him coming back for the same reason. Right. You know, is it going to be? Is it worth it to take that one more shot? Or that one more hit that, that could really that could t- potentially take you out forever, right? You know, and we we would just yeah, you know, you know, and it's so, not worth it, right? Exactly, um, but um, so Ryan is actually um, uh, what I read online is he has one more class to complete his undergraduate degree in psychology. Yeah, at what college? Do you know which college? Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was. Um, Is that where first he played? Round pick. Yeah. He was okay. first round pick. I just thought that was really cool that you yeah, know yeah. he he's going to have his degree and mm-hmm. um, he's also going to be doing some podcast work and some yes, other things. Yeah. So. Uh, he did a he did a little um, um, like a little video announcement on Instagram and also on Twitter. Um, and it was very moving and very touching and it's very it's very exciting to see somebody who. Found out that God had other plans for them. Yeah. And now they have to do something else. You know? And he's still trying to be successful, and he's just... Exactly. I mean, what he's already accomplished is amazing. Well, the fact that he walked out to announce the uh, draft pick, and the fact that he's able to walk, period. Yeah. At all. You know? Um, So, thank God for that. Thank God for the doctors and nurses that helped him. And yeah, for sure. And and thank thank you for being a stealer. He will always be a stealer. There's he's just never going to be another. He'll just always be a stealer. Right. No matter where he goes, he will always be associated for the Steelers. You know, and that's cool. And I really like what the Steelers did by kind of keeping him around. You know, you know what I mean, and just kind of keeping him engaged and whatever, whatever, because he was really still a, made him part of the team. He was great, and he was a really great influence on a lot of the young linebackers and, and the young teammates that came in and saw Ryan Chazier out there working and you know this guy can't even play and look at what he's doing you right. know what I mean and so that's a good work ethic thing so I'm excited to see what's going to happen for Mr. Chazier uh, we're, we're, we're grateful that he's able to hold his kids and chase his kids and live a normal life and, and be a normal human being although he's not really going to be able to play football anymore um, I'm, we're, we're, we're grateful to see that the Lord has blessed him with uh, other capabilities and other opportunities. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, so that's kind of the sort of sad news. Now we're going to get into Sue, the like, gosh, can I be this guy? 
News? Yeah, let's let's call it that. Can I be <laughs> this guy news? Or can I be his buddy or like I just want to swim in his pool, maybe? Or, yeah, that would be cool. Can we swim in your pool? You, Cam Hayward signs an extension, four-year extension for 75. 71 million? 71.4 million. 71.4 million. That's M with a million dollars. Uh, four years. Um, He'll be in Pittsburgh through 2024. He will be a stealer for life. He'll probably retire. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. You know, um, I believe this is his 11th year, and he's going to be approaching 32, 3, something like that. So he's in his 30s, and so, but he's gotten better every year. The last four years, he's continually gotten better, and the last four years have been his Pro Bowl years. Yeah. Um, he was in the Pro Bowl three times. Yeah. Uh, 2017. Uh, through 19. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... That's that... what I mean, yeah. So, he's gotten better every year. And every year, his sack totals have gone up and up and up and up. So, the amount of sacks that he's had is really pretty good for somebody who plays the, the defensive line. You know, defensive right. linemen are not really known to have a lot of sack totals if they're not playing in the 4-3. Right. You see what I'm saying? Being a 3-4 base defense... You don't see a lot of defensive linemen with a lot of sacks. Right, because they're doing other things. Well, they're consuming rather large, burly men. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, they're yeah, busy they're, doing yeah, other things. Busy doing other things, right. But congratulations to Mr. Hayward. We're um, glad you're going to be a Steeler. And, and and also to the Pittsburgh Steelers for having uh, Cam Hayward sign his contract. And, and, and uh, I'm sorry, it is a five-year contract. Well, it's a four-year extension. Right. So um, he gets kind of a bump um, in salary for this year. And then, you know, um, but that's really great news um, for him. Um, This is, yeah, so it's his his 10th year is this year. Okay. Okay. So uh, not not, uh, 11, but 10. As this this for this year. He was our first round pick in 2011. So... We'll see. Okay. I mean, you know, I, I think this is a great move. This was somebody we really, really needed to sign. We needed to keep him around. Yeah. And you know, speaking of signings and salary caps and all kinds of the, other... There, there, some odd shifting and, and finagling and moving pieces around this weekend at the Steelers. Well, yeah, because now we have to have the roster, the starting rosters have to be out. Um, They uh, were allowed to carry 80 players uh, from the time they started their phase, whatever, their training camp, or the time when all the teams met, like the end of July when when, when all the teams met. And so for the entire month of August, all the teams pretty much were in their quote-unquote training camp. And then, obviously, when you break camp at the end of August, well, you, you know, but there were no preseason games or anything like that, so they were allowed to carry those 80 players up until, I believe, last week. I think, yeah, sometime. And then they had to announce their 16. They added um, five players to the um, reserved uh, uh, practice squad list. Right. And those players will be protected because of the, the pandemic and everything that's going right. on. So um, welcome back, uh, Duck. To the uh, practice squad. To the practice squad. Right. And also another welcome back. Um, So they, they, wait, if I remember correctly, this is what confused me, was I heard Duck had been cut, and then I heard Duck was on the team. And I'm like, (laughs) wait a second. But they said he was cut, but now he's on the, uh, oh, I get it now. Yeah, see, uh, at at that point point in time, you have to clear waivers. Once you clear waivers, then we can re-sign you to the practice squad, which is exactly what they did. Um, so he uh, finished out the 16-man uh, roster on the practice squad. So welcome back to the fold there, Duck. I'm glad to have you back as a Steeler. Um, also welcoming back uh, is Josh Dobbs. Welcome back. Yeah, no kidding, man. So, hey. You were never really happy he was cut in the first place. So. Um, okay, look. I really... Actually didn't have a problem with him going away. Really? I'm kind of sad that he's back. Oh. In fact, I would much rather have him on the practice squad and have Duck in the third spot than having... uh, uh, Mason Rudolph? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just... 
I'm just not a fan. But that's okay. that's me. That's just me. And well, you know, hey. That's okay. Just me. Speaking of players, here's another interesting fact. I yes. believe that this was a uh, a pickup or something this week. Uh, punter Dustin Colquitt. Yep. Um, is our new punter. Son of. Steelers punter Craig Colquitt. How you doing? How about that? Who played with the Steelers. During the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl 13 and 14. Yep. How about that? So back in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, the end of the seventies there and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the, uh, the, he was a great punter. I mean, the, the guy had great hang time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, the sun is coming in. So we released Jordan Berry to, to sign Colquitt. So, uh, that's a pretty big move because Jordan Berry has played very well as far as our punter. He's been able to do really well. Um, so, but speaking of all kinds of moves and finagling and everything, the Steelers uh, have their opening starting night lineup. Yeah, and you said there was quite a surprise on that lineup. Well, there was a few things that kind of went. Uh, congratulations to Zach Banner for winning the right tackle position. No longer the, what did you call tackle it? Tackle eligible? Tackle eligible. Right. Yeah, right? So, uh, he was your, he was your guy that he played that little video or whatever. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but he won the uh, tackle position. Uh, so congratulations to him. That was awesome. Um, so we did a, uh, I did a video about our rookie draft class. Uh, one of the draft class, uh, folks that I selected uh, to do a, a little video on was Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool has uh, made the team. That is, uh, that was a like given. like the fourth receiver. I, I, well, I, but they said he looked really, really, really good in camp. I have a Ben quote about Chase. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's see, he says... I can. Ch- this is what Ben said in an um, in an interview. I can change a play with a hand signal, or call a different play at the end of the line at scrimmage, and I always check with him. Are you good? And he's like, I got it. That's a very impressive from a quarterback perspective. So if your quarterback is seeing that you have potential and you're doing well, that's part. I you mean, know, that's the other half of the team. So. I also read another quote from Ben Roethlisberger too that he said that he's not. He doesn't like to tout uh, rookies. Uh, coming out um, because he likes them to sneak up on people, but this kid's not going to sneak up on people. Yeah, it was part of the same interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, it... what a great pickup! Uh, we've done really well with picking up receivers in the second and third and fourth round. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we just seem to find good receivers. Um, also, another uh, relatively interesting surprise is the third running back is going to be Anthony McFarland. Another rookie. Another rookie, right? Um, he was our, I believe, our one of our fourth round picks uh, out of Maryland. Um, he's got that wicked, stupid, see you later speed. I mean, man, the guy is just fast. And he might be returning kicks and punts. and So he made the team. Um, that was really awesome to see. That's another rookie. That's two rookies so far. Let's go uh, on the other side of the ball, shall we, and talk about another rookie. <laughs> what do you think? Sure, why not? Sure, why not? All right, let's talk about... Alex Highsmith. He was another one that we did a video on and did a little player profile on Alex Highsmith. And great draft pick for, for, for us on this kid. I think and so. Man, I'll tell you what. This guy's got a motor. Um, he's one of those guys that doesn't quit. And he's going to be the first line of uh, replacement uh, when we go into our multiple linebacker sets. So um, he made the team. Um, it's, that's really awesome to see. Uh, yeah, really glad to see. Um, so I think that you know the fact that we're signing our draft picks is a good thing. That we're picking people that we're finally we're picking people that are making a team impact. Yes, on the team. Yeah, exactly. That no, it's not. Oh well, we picked this guy because so we could trade him to get somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know. And now that with with uh, you know Nelson Island back there, and and with. Uh, uh, with with our boy Minka Fitzpatrick, and uh, I'll tell you another uh, player that's been really coming on too at, at free safety has been Marcus Allen. Uh, I've been seeing some really good things about him coming out. So um, he made the team, 
Last year he was on the practice squad. Okay. Okay, so that that's a Penn State boy. Uh, we Kid. watched. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a Penn State guy. There you go. Uh, and we watched him play really well at Penn State, and it's great to see him catching on, um, and playing well and making an impact. Yeah. Um, so he made the team. So that's going to be good. I think I I like. He's a hitter. He, yeah, he's a hitter. So like with Terrell Edmonds. He's one of them guys that, you know, not only does he have closing speed, but he can hit, and that's that's what I like to see. Then we can finish the hit, I guess, you're saying. Yeah, yeah we'll take that. The hockey term in the yeah, football. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So um, I, I like our lineup. Um, I'm pretty uh, impressed with what we got, with what we're putting out on the field. Of course, this is all contingent on how well certain number seven plays. Yeah, we're. I'm hearing good reports, but it's not. You know, we got to see. Look, the first game is going to be probably ugly. It's going to be very rusty. Well, that's what I mean. It's going to be ugly. I mean, you oh, can only you know simulate what? game speed, whatever. I wanted to bring this up. Okay. Because I saw this on a on the Steel Wires uh, uh, website today, and this was written by Kurt Popejoy. Okay. And he had um, an article about Ben. And Ben was is concerned that the stadium could be too quiet for the offense. Um, because what could happen is the other team's going to be able to hear the calls. Yeah. So that's not good, right? That's pretty interesting. So he's wondering if the noise that they pump in is going to be louder or loud enough to drown that out or if they're going to switch to using hand signals. That's an interesting point. I thought it was. Well, that's a really interesting point. We're going to see if Mike Tomlin's really going to be a coach. Because it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to get them plays out there like that. And then all the stuff that he says at the line, that's not really, that doesn't really mean, I mean, they're going to hear their calls. Right. So one of the things that they um, said that, or Ben Rosberger said that they were considering was they call two plays while in the huddle. Yeah. And then making the call at the line of scrimmage to not give away what they're going to do. Or running one play by signaling that they're going to run this play instead of the other play. Right. To to throw them off. Yeah, no, no. That's that's great. I mean, that just goes to show you that he's engaged. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we like to see that. And uh, speaking of engaged, um, I believe we have the captains. Yes, captains for this year will be Ben Roethlisberger uh-huh. and um, Pouncey for the offense. Yeah. The um, defense is going to be Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt. Oh, hey. And Jordan Dangerfield for special teams. Awesome. That's cool. I like that for for uh, for captains. Yeah. Um, it's good to see that uh, the draft picks are coming to be the uh the captains yeah you know that's why they're selected as captains because they're drafted and they come through the throughout through the team you know what i mean so um what do you say we get into a quick little starting lineup because uh let's face it the steelers are going to be playing here they're going to be hiking the ball here uh sunday sunday monday sunday. night monday night oh, i always forget it's monday yeah, I was, yeah, monday i'm night. so looking forward to it i keep ch- thinking it's Sunday. i know and it's not it's like oh we gotta go all of monday with all those games on and we have to wait until monday it's not like hockey this year where you can watch uh, any game at any time yeah right anyway so monday night football we got pittsburgh steelers new york football giants i'm gonna uh, give you a quick little injury report here uh this is off of the uh nfl.com Pittsburgh Steelers guard David Castro knee uh, and wideout uh, Deontay Johnson foot did not participate in practice. That is of the uh, 9-10-2020. Um, New York Giants linebacker Marcus Golden illness did not participate in practice. Defensive back Adrian Colbert illness. Linebacker Tay Crowder hamstring. Wideout Golden Tate hamstring. And tight end Levine Toliolo hamstring were limited. Club also waived defensive back Montre Hartage. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Giants are going to do. Um, uh, their Marcus Golden is uh, one of their. This good... is their first year without Eli, like yeah. even as a backup, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Golden Tate, one of their good uh, wideouts there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to fly uh, with uh, with the Giants as far as their starting lineup 
uh, is concerned and, and how things are going to fly for them. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, let's see here. Yeah, this is going to be uh first year without, uh, without Eli Manning. I mean, wow. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, it's... Got Colt McCoy backing up Daniel Jones. So, we'll see. Um... Uh, so this is gonna. We we predicted this was gonna be a win for the Steelers. Um, I think that the the Giants are coming in a little bit hurt. Sounds this, like it. I mean, yeah. with all those players out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Marcus uh, Golden is their starting outside linebacker. So if he's not participating, that's gonna be a big blow for them. Um, so you know, uh, it's gonna be it's it, because of the fact that it's the first game back and. You know, there's not going to be anybody in the stands and all that. It's going to be a different environment. It's going to be a different because they haven't had any like preseason games to kind of get that, just that routine in of game day and, and the rust. Yeah, you know that that's important, and exactly. it's going to take. I'm I'm interested to see how long it takes teams to really get in the groove of playing. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you on that. And one of the things that I think that we're going to have to look at is we're definitely going to have to look at Saquon Barkley matching up against uh, Bush and, and Watt and, and our secondary um, and, and seeing making sure that we keep him contained. Right. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Exactly. Because, we unfortunately, for the Giants, we have to key off of him because he's kind of... I mean, they, they got Sterling Shepard there on the outside and, and they got um, you know a pretty good tight end at uh, Evan Ingram. Um, so they've got some guys that can catch the ball through the middle and, and, and stuff like that. But it's going to be interesting to see how those matchups go. And that's what I think is going to be the key matchup is the linebackers against the running backs. Well, on, yeah, on because defense, that's where they're – our defense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because we, we are going to need to be able to maintain discipline to stay at home because if he breaks out – into the flat for those swing passes. No, there's no catching him. Then, then yeah, that's it. You know, he's got open field in front of him, and we can't be doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So it's it's going to be an interesting game, and and we're still predicting the 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 uh, Steelers to to do a win on Monday night. Yeah, I night think football. so. I think they're going to come out, especially with Ben trying to prove everybody. You know that. It's the revenge tours, what I've been seeing and yeah. reading. So uh, we're good with that. We're yeah. all good with the 2020 revenge tour because, let's face it, uh, Ben uh, had season last year cut short. He looks really good. They're saying he's playing really well. So um, that's great to see. He's been doing all the right things and doing saying all the right things. Um, so that's really good to see. I think he's just really excited to be back. You can just see him smiling. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. I guess maybe that's just because that's what they're putting out, you know, but well, I, but I kind of follow him on Twitter too, and some of the other stuff too, and they're just putting good stuff out there about him. But he's been putting stuff out too. He's out, he he was out at the zoo with his family the other day. He had a day off the other day, and he was out at the zoo with his family and stuff. So it just they're just really good to see Ben back, right? You know what I mean? He's shaved and ready to go, and he looks like he's ready to play football, man. He's in good shape, and so comebacks really good. So so a quick um. A quick note about Formula One this week. Yeah, we definitely got to get into a little bit of news on that. Um, that was just an amazingly crazy race on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Monza was... Um, um, I look forward to that track because that's, as a Tifosi, uh, that is my home track. Unfortunately for uh, the uh, Prancing Horse team, we had two DNFs um, due to... Uh, one of them was a brake failure on uh, Sebastian Vettel's car, and then um, I Leclerc Leclerc uh, Leclerc uh, spun out and slammed in the wall really hard. Um, brought out the uh, safety. In fact, they had to red flag the race because of that. Because where he crashed is at the apex of the parabolica um, on on the uh, that's the last corner there coming out uh, before the straight. There on yeah, Monza, he, he, and he slammed into that wall there. But he walked away. I just find that amazing that they can walk away from yeah. these crashes. Oh my gosh! And you know, yeah, it's amazing. You know, hey, he hit the wall like 170 miles an hour, but he's running back to the pits like. And he's pissed. Yeah, right. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> but did he just hit the tire barrier. Anyway, so, so they, they had to red flag the uh, race for a little while so they could fix the uh, barrier there that he wrecked into, but. And Ferrari, we, we had two DNFs, but 
We also had a little uh, shuffling at the top, and we had Pierre Gasly win his first Formula One Grand Prix um, due to a penalty during the uh, wreck or the incident with Leclerc in the wall. Um, Where Lewis got a penalty. Lewis Hamilton uh, ducked into the pits when the pit lane was closed and the safety car lights were deployed and the pit lane uh, indicators said that it was closed and he ducked in. So he had a 10-second standstill uh, penalty, which means you come into the pits, you sit for 10 seconds, and then you drive out of the pits. Right, which put him in last place. Which put him in last place, and therefore he ended up finishing the seventh. seventh. Which, so. I mean, come on. If you can, in the points. You can come from last to seventh. It's, it's still kind of impressive. Exactly, exactly. But so. Pierre Gasly, great drive, great win. Great win for Alphatori. I can never say it. It's hit. What? Alphatori. Uh, Alpha, Alpha Centauri. The Alpha Tori is the name of the team, though. Alpha Tori. Oh, yeah. Alpha Tori. That's what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, okay. Not, not the name of the star in the last Starfighter. <laughs> Alpha Tori is the name of the Formula One team. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah. So, um, next track is Tuscany. That's happening this weekend. Uh, they're going to be doing, uh, practice on Friday. Then they'll be doing... Um, third, third final practice on Saturday. Then Is this do the quality. first time they've raced in Tuscany? Um, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. I, I, they may have raced here sporadically throughout the past, um, but I believe this might be the first time Formula One cars have been here at least in probably over thirty years. Yeah. Yeah, at least over thirty years since they've been to Tuscany. You know what I mean? So. Um, it's just going to be uh, great. It's a great-looking track. Uh, really excited to see that. And speaking of which, we're going to get another super awesome sports day coming up here this weekend because we're going to get Formula One involved as well because not only are we going to get football and we're going to have hockey and we're going to have baseball and, and we're going to have basketball and we're going to have WNBA and we'll probably have some other stuff thrown in there for good measure. <laughs> like, isn't the U.S. Open starting this weekend? Uh, I believe the Tour de France is going on right now. I, I think mean, you're right. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's like everything just said, okay, let's go now. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a kid who's told they can't have chocolate cake and then they could have chocolate cake. And so now they're eating all the chocolate cake. <laughs> they found out they can have chocolate cake, and now they want chocolate cake. I mean, look, let's face it. If you could find out you could have chocolate cake and it wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't do anything, you would have chocolate cake all the time. I would have chocolate cake. Okay, we're getting off topic. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Anyway, so. So, but, uh, but um, yeah. I want to say one thing about the race. Yeah. Okay, and I was talking to you about the, when we were watching the race. It was so um, interesting to see that because um, the major teams had either um, – not finished or had some other error to see some teams that you don't oh you mean like because mercedes wasn't one two and it just wasn't you know the same guy that going we didn't around. know who was going to win the race right you know towards it was like i mean it, it was him and carlos Sainz, and it could have gone either way yeah yeah you know and, what uh, i mean and it was just it was awesome it was, formula one felt like when i first started watching like oh so this is cool and yeah lately because, it's just been okay i know lewis is gonna win i know that yeah um, there's never gonna be hope for anybody else Botas will be second or third and yeah you yeah know, and verstappen so. was even out of it yeah you know and then he even had a dnf too verstappen didn't even pl- uh didn't even finish the race either he had a uh, a mechanical failure failure as well too, now if so. you're a lewis hamilton fan or you know sorry uh, <laughs> i don't mean to offend but well we're, sometimes we're it would be nice to see <laughs> so we root for the prancing horse and well sorry about your luck <laughs> just once in a while we want to see someone else win i mean look i get it um schumacher did it for seven years Five years in a row at Ferrari. I know. In a row. Five years in a row. Okay, so I get it. I understand. But at least those races were exciting behind him. Right. Whereas these races just because the the way the cars are built and designed, you get you get outside of outside of the car and you get into the wash, and and you can't pass. Because the the wind disturbance is so much that you don't get any grip, because these cars depend on the the downforce right, of the to keep you know, them to move to yeah. keep them on the track. And if you get out, and especially when you get out there, um, you get into the clag, and that's when you don't want to be there because that's real slippery. Right. You know what I mean. So it makes it really difficult to pass. 
Not to mention the fact that the tracks are relatively narrow. I mean, you can get two and three cars abreast on some of the spots on the track, but... In many, many places you can't. Right! In many, many tracks you can't. You know, it's like... Well, I always think of a, a Formula One race as a race in three parts, kind of, because you have the practices on Friday, and then you have qualifying exactly. on Saturday, and then Sunday is the culmination. So exactly. It's it's not just the race on Sunday, it's... Everything you did up to that point. Right. It's how you used your information from practice to make your qualifying better, to get you a better spot in the race. Exactly. So yeah, it's, exactly. You know... Um, your draining is complete. <laughs> that was creepy. I'm sorry, but it was true. <laughs> With that being said, we have some other things that we would like to say as well, too. Uh, we have got some major news coming. Yeah, for your uh, Steel Flyers website. For the Steel Flyers website. Look for some changes coming to the Steel Flyers website. Uh, we are in negotiations uh, with some others. To be bringing you a much more richly diversified group of people. And we're trying to put together something that we think is going to be um, very special. And something that we think is going to be uh, very entertaining. Um, and we're trying to put this together for, for everybody to, to have a chance to listen to some great Great content, great sports content, great people that are passionate about what they're doing and passionate about uh, what what they're trying to bring to you, the public. Right. You know and what I mean? And uh, it's it's very exciting. It's it's very exciting. We we've got some great great things in the works, and uh, it's it's like you're I can being hardly so mysterious about it. I like, know I can hardly keep my my. <laughs> it's like I'm smiling from ear to ear, yeah, and yeah. like I the Cheshire Cat, but. Very soon. Look for an announcement very soon. Trust me, when, when, when this everything is completely uttered and finalized, we will definitely be hitting the airwaves with all the announcements and all the it great... Will, it will be out there. Yeah, it'll definitely be out there, and you'll definitely be able to catch it. So please make sure that you subscribe and like and, and check these out and follow uh, follow us on, uh, on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at SteelFlyers52. Uh, um, also, come to the website, www.steelflyers.com. Uh, you can check out all the great videos and all the great podcasts, and you can check out all the great friends of Steel Flyers on there as well, too. So uh, definitely check that out and uh, be looking forward to the uh, new stuff coming here real soon. So thank you, Ronis, for joining us. Have a lovely evening. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, stay safe, stay strong, and hang tough. <laughs>